What's going on, everybody? Hello. This is the first episode of the Gods and Monsters podcast. And without question, our first take. Yes, we, we have, have not. We have not. <laughs> <laughs> the very yes. first one. It's, it's, it's the first of its kind, this show, I feel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, this, there's never been uh, two like dudes to ever talk about comics and nerdy right. stuff before. We will be the first. We will be your gateway. Gatekeepers, if you will. Wait, no. That's well, yeah, not, not today. Uh, <laughs> unless you have a key master. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's okay. Right. But yes. Uh, if you come out to Gods and Monsters out in uh, Orlando, Florida, uh, and you come pop in, you're more than likely to see Todd. Probably. Yes, me. Yes, at the yeah. front desk. Uh, I also work here on weekends, and right. uh, we have Al and a oh, whole Al slew. And, oh, there's so many people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anna. Anna. Of course. The wife. Yes. Yes. The wife and the the, uh, the brains behind this whole outfit. Sure. That's right. Yes. Uh, we're doing a little bit more stuff online right now. We're right. Li- we're looking at doing some auctions. Uh, we're getting ready to, yeah. Yeah. It's doing the podcast. Sure. And this will be kind of a lot of talking about, it's rock talk for uh, the comic book Ooh, industry. Rock talk. Yes. I like I it. I got that one from Murderface from Metalocalypse. Uh, I just want to do some rock talk. We should, we, should, we should probably introduce ourselves. Yes. Right? Okay. Who, uh, well, okay. I'm... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm Todd Fisher. I am the uh, co-owner, co-operator of, uh, of, of this fancy place here, uh, Gods and Monsters uh, in Orlando, Florida. And you are? I am Keenan McClellan. Uh, I am a freelance podcast producer out in Orlando, Florida. Wow. And I was happy. Funny you should end up here. Right. With me here doing this. It's crazy. I, I know. I don't know how those worlds collide. <laughs> uh, well, you know, we were going to talk about things that just brought us into the, the comic book world sure. and, and, and nerdverse, if you will. Right. Um, I met Todd back whenever I was uh, going yeah. way back in the day. You were. Uh, you should tell me about that because I have no memory of you. You don't you. You remember that? I yeah. don't. No. I, remember, I remember you generally. Okay. I don't remember how we met. Okay, I, I mean, I honestly think it was just like, hey, how do I open a subscription here? Oh, you just get a That's box. Probably and then, one of those. Great, things. I like the Ultimate Comics. Cool. Fair enough. Like, <laughs> and then me and my my two nerdy friends came in every other week, pick up our comics, and, sure. Uh, talked with Mark. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Mark Hammond. Mark Shout Hammond. Out. He might be. He might be actually watching this someday. Awesome. Hi, nice. Mark. Hi, Mark. It's been a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so it's really cool to kind of like tie those bonds again in the, in the yeah. new shop. And uh, this is your guys' second location. It is, yes. We uh, we we started we started uh, uh, what six years ago now, mm-hmm. uh, almost six years ago uh, at Artagon Marketplace, right up the road here. Um, this is several years back now, so it's uh, it's uh, it's all a distant memory. Mm-hmm. No, um, Artagon Marketplace uh, was a kind of an art market. Like an indoor, uh, a renovated mall that they had uh, intended to be uh, peopled with about 150 different local artists and craftsmen, and you know people who make their own soaps and spices, yeah. and honey, and blah. really cool. It was at it for was, the time it was something it like was, inventive, you know. It looked great on paper. Yes, the, the place, the place <laughs> looked fantastic on paper. Uh, no, they, 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 they. Reeled us in with a fantastic pitch, and everything looked fantastic. All the numbers seemed to work, and uh, and man, even if they'd hit like it, we did the math, it was like if they had done 05 percent of their projected numbers for yeah. foot traffic, we would have we would have crushed it out there. Oh. And so, so there was it was uh, I don't know, man. It was uh, it was a place that's that's a whole that's literally a whole uh, podcast episode we could do on, yeah. on just that stuff. But um, luckily, at the two-year mark, I say luckily now, it seemed like the end of the world at the time, but uh, 
luckily at the two year mark, they, uh, they announced to, uh, all 140 vendors and us that they were shutting the mall down. We're shutting the mall down. We sold the mall and we're like, we didn't really real realize it was for sale guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, and everybody's got two weeks to get out. Panic. <laughs> The Panic at the disco. Right, yeah. It's like uh, you guys had how how many square feet was that sort? We had twenty, uh, just just shy of twenty thousand square foot. So so, uh, so it wasn't it, like moving like a little tiny sh- like swap shop. It was something. big. <laughs> it, was, it was it was it was big place. Yeah. Uh, we were uh, we were challenged to make it look full most of the time. Right, but uh, we were starting to kind of get there, and you know, it took us two years, but we were we were getting there, and yeah. then and then they pulled the rug out from under us. That's fine though. We uh, we are nothing if not uh, tenacious. Yes, and uh, we instantly set uh, to task to try to find a, a a new home, and we found it right up the road That's here right. at uh, Orlando Crossings Plaza. Um, uh, we 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 were very fortunate. We were up and running again within about a month, and uh, took us a while to find our footing, but. Uh, but yeah, we're yeah. yeah. And we try to tell people when they come in and if they're looking at pictures of that and they come in here and it's like, well, technically there's more items in this store than oh, yeah. there were in that store. Yeah, there's we've got I think I think we figured it was about thirty percent more stock in this in this location uh than than the old one. Um just just uh because everything is much more condensed here. Everything's yeah. uh, a little closer together. It feels more, I think, like a comic shop than the other one. The other one was kind of awesome but it was cavernous and it was right it literally i timed it once it took it it would take 45 seconds at a brisk stride to walk from one corner to the other wow yeah so it was it's a big place but uh (laughs) but it was um you know it was cool to it was cool to be able to do the first two years there just uh, just because of i guess the awe that that place inspired like you would you would watch people walking in and their eyes would just like yeah wow what is what is this you know mm-hmm. it's like it's this is crazy yeah um we were i i think from the get-go we were uh sec- second largest in the u.s third no second yeah second largest in the u.s third largest in the world by square footage right wow. right from go that's you know? awesome so that's something we could market. We marketed uh, pretty heavily towards that end. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the the pictures of the old space are obviously still still very prominent on uh, on social media and on Google and all that. So I still get people. You can tell the people that never that uh, never saw the first space. They come in and they they're kind of confused when they walk around. Yeah, because um, they've seen pictures of that original space and it's not something we can curate properly, which is sad. Yeah, because people are still people will put their own pictures up. And you yeah, can't right. really take their pictures down. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, I don't know, it's a challenge, but people seem to like what we're doing here too, I guess. Yeah, I think yeah. The, the vault adds to a, to the, a lot. The vault, yes. yeah. We, uh, we are, uh, we are uh, pretty lucky to have a, uh, it's a it's a themed speakeasy in the back, a mm-hmm. post-apocalyptic themed speakeasy called Vault 5421 in the back, uh, just adding to the, I, I don't know, the, the value of the play, the entertainment value yes. for your buck. Right. <laughs> uh, back in the back uh, of the store. Right now we're doing, uh, what, Fridays and Saturdays after 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, stay open till midnight. Cosplay bartenders and dancers. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's all themed out. And, you know, give everything clever names. And, yeah, absolutely. Know, yeah, yeah. Figure out my worst day I can have a drink. You know, so, it works out. It's not so bad. Um, uh, <laughs> hey, what are you drinking? Uh, this is a Harp Lager. Product to product forward. Oh, so, yeah? Okay. Product I, forward so people can there, see what you're drinking. There you go. Yeah. 
Maybe we'll get some uh, sponsorship. We'll get some, yeah, sponsorship yeah, from Har- Harp Lager. How nice. is your Harp Lager? It's delicious. Is it delicious? Yes. Is it good? Right uh, from uh, Gods and Monsters. Hey, how about that? <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> Who knew? You guys sell beer? <laughs> and yes, I, I do. I yes, do. we do. And what better way to you know, but grab a beer, a comic, in a, you know? a dollar sticker, and a dollar sticker, <laughs> eight for ten. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we're gonna go through some nerdy topics today. I'm gonna throw, throw them to you. Sure. Gonna, uh, what do you got? A comic shop talk back and forth here, right? Um, so we talked about how we got in co- involved in comic book stores. My story is not too involved. Uh, I, uh, I, a girlfriend, an ex of mine. Uh, was working at a shop uh, out by the Florida Mall, and okay. I worked with her, and we kind of helped turn a store that was just your, you know, bags and boards of comics uh, into a nice uh, place for collectibles and comics. Cool. Uh, so that was a little cool thing, and then of course everything that they closed up, and uh, I only helped out there. I never had a job, so technically, Gods and Monsters is my first real comic book. Oh my god, dicks! And you're, and you're doing killer work already. Look at that. Yeah, you know, you're already doing great. Thank you. Yeah, see, it's like you're meant to be. Like you're meant to be here. Good job. Thanks. How about you? How did you get into the comic book life? I guess mine's a little bit more involved. Yeah. Uh, but actually, it's a it's a, it's quite a similar story. I I, I was brought in uh, to to work at a, a place across town. Um, uh, this is 15, 20 years ago, almost now, and um, and I I don't know. I you know you start out you start out working for trade. You start out just kind of. You you give I I, I gave uh, I, I gave him the impression that I was I was the guy to get his place organized. Like, gotcha. Like I because I, I would, see what you're doing here. It was yeah. I see what you're doing, but but yeah. it could be better. <laughs> um, no, so uh, you know we uh, myself and my girlfriend at the time uh, were on board sorting basically sorting through the store and getting getting. Taking what was, I guess, a kind of a flea market mentality, mm-hmm. and uh, and and turning it into something a little more streamlined, a little more reputable, a yeah. little more, I don't know, no more handwritten signs, that kind of thing. Just it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was constantly it was like a constant battle. So a, yeah. a thirteen year battle, and and you know over time I I. I gained some some degree of prominence at the at, at the store and mm-hmm. and, um, and you know I was always I was always pushing to do to do things bigger or better or a little flashier make it make it uh, make I don't know make it stand uh, out right just just yeah you know, make it more cool you know mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know I, I think over over time uh, since I was the guy that would always jump in front of a camera or do the commercial or if the right. news wanted to come and they'd, they'd talk to me mm-hmm. because uh, the boss wasn't so much into that. I think yeah. he wanted to be like in his heart. He wanted to be, yeah. but he just wasn't, I, I, I don't think, I don't think everybody's built to be in front of a camera right. uh, and can be comfortable, like really comfortable uh, mm-hmm. in front of it. So I was always the guy that either would just jump in or would be called to jump in. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and, and this is not to say that I was, that I was uh, wasn't trying to get him involved. Like right. I was always like, "Hey, why don't you? Hey, why don't you get on, and yeah. get on camera? I'll I'll help you out." And we tried it once or twice, and it just it just wasn't meant to be. I don't right. Think. Yeah. So so de facto, I kind of became the the face of the place. Yeah. And I don't think he liked that. I think he wanted. I think he wanted to be the face of the place, despite mm-hmm. my trying to help him be that. Right. Uh, I, I I kind of became the the uh, 
I kind of became the face of the place. And, yeah. And so I think that that kind of started to grade on him after a while. And after a while, I think it was just time to go. Sure. Um, but after 13 years, it was weird because I had become so, so identifiable with the place. Like every, everybody thought they thought it was my place. Like, yeah. So it was, it became this thing where I was, I was, I didn't know what else to do. I didn't know what I would do. And when I was finally let go, very unceremoniously, I might add, Mm. Um, it's okay. It's okay. I'm over it. I've got my own. <laughs> uh, um, no, it, it, it became this thing where, uh, God, like, what do you do now? Like I'd be a yeah. terrible Uber driver. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd, I'd be terrible right. at delivering pizzas. So, uh, like, this is all I've ever known. This is all I've ever done. I, I, I mean, mostly I, I did, uh, I did character work and puppeteering stuff for, for Disney for a long time. I say a long time, a couple of years, yeah. but, uh, but this is always, this always seems to be where my heart was, yeah. uh, uh, you know, comics and, and genre retail, which is weird. I worked video, I worked video retail for a while too. And that was, that was pretty cool. Cause I'm a movie guy too. Yeah. Just, just like Keenan. Yeah. It's one of those things that like, if I'm going to do retail, at least let it be something that I can be oh knowledgeable God, in. Right? Cause you know, you'd be trash at target. I'd be like, I mean, it'd be yeah. just like, I don't right. know where the, li- I guess. And then even if you did know, you'd just be like, so just in the head <laughs> the entire the day. Worst. Yeah. So, so I, very quickly, uh, upon upon my dismissal from that beloved job, mm-hmm. um, I I made a call uh, to to Anna Young, uh, mm-hmm. who uh, we were we had become close mm-hmm. working together uh, at that place, and uh, it uh, it became clear uh, that we needed to to talk and kind of suss things out and figure out what the next step was, and very quickly we were just like, well, let's. Let's do our own thing. Let's, let's yeah. like, I'm, I'm getting long in the tooth. I'm, I'm pushing 50 right now. And, mm-hmm. and it, it just seemed like, even at the time when I was still only, only a babe of maybe 45, uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it seemed, uh, like that this was pretty much the last chance. Like if we yeah. were going to do it, we had to do it now. Right. So, uh, the Muppet baby years are behind you. Right. Right. <laughs> so, so, uh, I, it, it, uh, we, jumped into uh putting a business plan together and we got some of our artist friends to put together uh you know conceptual artwork mm-hmm. and you know the, we we took the ralph mccrory star wars kind of approach to it where you know we have this we, we have this vision for this yeah. place and this space and we found the artagon space very quickly so we were able to kind of take pictures of the empty space and give them to the the artists so they could kind of suss out what we were yeah. like. I, I see this over here, and the you know the the lounge over yeah, here. That's and, awesome. And it was uh, it was very helpful. We were we were able to uh, we had a, a top notch uh, guy doing our uh, putting our business plan together with Anna, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, through through team effort, we were able to to get a good amount of startup capital together, and it was. It came together su- surprisingly fast and uh, surprisingly, we put it together in, in just a handful of months and, yeah. uh, and we're ready to, we're ready to go. Uh, we, we hit every possible snag along the way, getting, uh, getting the place open at Artagon though, like everything from building problems to, uh, you know, just, you know, just getting the place, God, even looking remotely full. Yeah. Um, but you know the the same things I think most businesses kind of go through. But but uh, you know 
<laughs> yeah, larger, <laughs> yeah, larger yes, lar- lar- on a much much larger scale, I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. It's um, but now we're here, and mm-hmm. everything seems to have uh, at least settled momentarily. Yeah. We, we short shortly after reopening here, we we reopened the bar, uh, rechristened this new bar, and then mm-hmm. uh, and then shortly even more after that, we uh, we did a we started an escape room experience out of there, and uh, obviously that hasn't been up up for a while since covid but yeah. uh hey how about that covid man that was yeah. great that that's that that was crazy yeah <laughs> boy howdy boy howdy man uh but yeah so i mean you know those kind of things have uh i'd say covid has hindered things in a lot of ways sure mainly the comic book industry in general if having things you know shut down for a little bit uh you know a pre-covid world of how comic books we're going out compared to now is almost, I wouldn't say vastly different. Yeah. Well, there was, there was a time, there was several months there where, you know, we weren't. So Steve Jeppy, who owns diamond comics or as their main guy, Mm -hmm. uh, decided early on, uh, in, during this whole thing to, uh, to kind of, shut down diamond essentially. And then basically he said, he's, he's going to push pause, uh, on, the distribution arm of things to uh, to kind of help us out because you know there was no certainty as to where the industry was going to be and right you know from day to day like and, we didn't know what was happening you yeah. know everything was shut down and and if you don't know what Diamond is it's the di- distributor right. for everything Di- comic Diamond, book and... Diamond's comic Diamond Comics distributor mm-hmm. uh, the the main hub for getting most of the things that we sell uh, yes. comics and toys and apparel and all that stuff um, they're kind of they're they are often thought of as kind of a uh, monopoly. A monopoly. <laughs> um, you know, the little guys will come in and do distribution to, on a small scale, but Diamond is pretty all-encompassing. They've been doing it forever. They've been doing it for years and years and years. Yeah. So, um, so if you've got a comic book store, you probably have a Diamond account. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are a successful <laughs> comic comic shop, um, so. Uh, he he pushes pause. He says uh, he says you know I'm not going to get any money uh, from you guys for a couple of months until this thing uh, works itself out. Uh, all of your standing orders will still be in place, but we're going to hold on to the product. And you know once things are a little bit more certain, we'll start doling out a little bit at a time until everything's kind of back to normal. Yeah. And only really recently has it has it really kind of got has it kind of normalized. Uh, just to, over the past couple of months, uh, there were several months where it was like no comics, no nothing, no new product at all, uh, no customers. We were, you know, it, we, everybody was in lockdown. So it was, mm-hmm. you know, everybody kind of, uh, every store I know of kind of went into survival mode and, and started doing either online auctions or, uh, like I was here literally every day of the, of the lockdown, just doing uh, like budget shopping for people like, like, Hey man, I've got 200 bucks, mm-hmm. make me a box of stuff. And I was like, excellent. Um, and uh, what else? Uh, budget shopping and, yeah. and, uh, and uh, video, video uh, stuff. I would take video of, uh, you know, all the things, uh, virtual shopping. That's yes. Virtual, like, virtual this is what we have in the store right now. Exactly. Let us know what you want. Right, right, yeah. right. And uh, you know, I would, uh, we then, of course, it then uh, started, we started doing, um, what do you call it, uh, where we would have people in by appointment, and then yes. that started working out. Mm-hmm. And then finally, they, they lifted that, uh, that, uh, that 
veil of yeah, lockdown and, and started to let people come in incrementally, which is, which is great. We're still, we're still not doing max capacity, I don't think. But I mean, it's, it's funny because our max capacity, we, we're, we're typically a pretty chill store. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's rare for us to be more than probably 15 or 20 people in the store at a time, which yeah. is great. Um, and everybody's been really good about wearing the masks. I've only had a handful of, of, of jerks. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, uh, you know. And we have masks on hand. You know, I do. Like, like, I'm literally, I'm the guy that'll give you a mask. So right. it's 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 not that big a deal. But we've got signage everywhere that, you know, please wear the mask. Keep the distance still. And, and this is, you know, a year in. More yeah. than a year in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. But know. So, yeah. It's like with everything that's happened. <clears throat> and, like, later on, I'll even go into, you know, when we talk about other entertainment news of how COVID has hindered uh, sure. com- companies of just releasing things. You know, uh, one of the things I have on here is like, are we ever going to go back to the theaters again, man? Like <laughs> I tell you, man, movie theaters were my jam. They were my, like my church. Yeah. And uh, I, I, if I miss anything, because of all this, it's it's my movie theater experience. I, We're getting close to Kong versus Godzilla, and do you ever think that you would just be like, uh, I'd rather watch it on my TV? At you know home. what I mean? Like, it's, it's it's the worst. You know, we did uh, we did the Wonder Woman '84 at, at home and mm-hmm. and all that. And it's just Tom and Jerry next week. I know, great. <laughs> yeah, it's just not the same. It's like yeah. you know, we did uh, the wife. The wife uh, took me out to see uh, the '84 Dune at the Enzian uh, in december i think or november yeah. and it was just like god it's been like i'm just sitting in the theater with people with my mask on and everything sure yeah it's like, our little art house here in yeah. orlando oh yeah it's the best it's yeah. one of my literally one of my favorite places on earth it's 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 a great little cool little uh very homey theater it's very yes. cool um where you can eat you can eat stuff there too mm-hmm. it's cool um but they she took me to see dune and i was just like god it's been like a year since i've been in a theater and i, I was i was the guy that was at the theater like every other week or whatever yeah. I, you know i was always at the movie theater so mm-hmm. it's and if, man, you, if you ever left here you just go you know what i just want to go see a movie well and that would be like the, the gamestop thing happen with uh with that yes but then yeah. they turned i guess they turned <laughs> i guess they turned some of that into i guess they saved well the community like the, it was kind of like a trolley type thing because the community doesn't really care about gamestop sure but they just thought it would be funny that to raise the stocks of this company that's dying and piddling off. And it was like to see if the community, the Reddit community could do it. And they did, but it just kind of screwed everything up to the point where the, uh, was it wall street had to shut down GameStop's right. stock. Super legal. So never shut it all happened. Down. Yeah. yeah like, like super legal. Yeah. Uh, but then we were talking about with comics earlier, uh, DC had to, uh, so then what completely just pulled out a diamond. Right. So now you have what, like diamonds, basically Marvel, DC and image, right? Those are your three kind those of big, yeah. there's dark horse and some other Marvel and DC are certainly the big two, but images, images, is pretty great at what they oh, do. Oh yeah, they're, they're they're great at what they do. They've they've become something of if if there was a third, it would be Image. Absolutely. Um, nine times out of ten, whatever they put out is is quality stuff. So mm-hmm. good for them. Right. Yeah. But to have DC pull out of that. And, yeah. So uh, so yeah. In the middle of this, uh, Steve Jeppy pushes pause. Warner Brothers, uh, DC, which is uh, AT and T, I think. Yes. AT and T, I think, is their parent company. Mm-hmm. Um. They don't like that. They don't like that uh, they're not able to get their product out. Yeah. Uh, so they make a big stink and they pull all of their product out of Previews Magazine, which is Diamond's monthly 
catalog. Yeah. Pull everything out, which is which was at the time our only way of getting DC product. So right here's your order sheet. Order what you need out of this. For right. Three months. So in the middle of COVID, in the middle of all this, AT and T decides to propose that that all comic retailers go direct with three new uh, distribution uh, hubs, I guess, uh, companies to get the breadth of the product that DC does. One for the toys and collectibles, uh, one for the trades and hardcovers, and one for the single issues. And the one for the single issues was a company uh, called, I think it's DCS or whatever it was called, but it yeah. was it was essentially, it was Midtown Comics. It was a directly competing store to us to which we said well that doesn't that doesn't make a whole lot of sense for us as a business to give it doesn't jive right you know we, <laughs> we would have had to have given we would have had to have given them proprietary information bank accounts all the things that you would do if you were going direct with a yeah. distributor and that just didn't make sense to us right so uh this I, is this feels like a I'll jump and and you say how high kind of thing. Well, you, know, you know, like it, everyone's just going to follow suit. It seemed like something where they had a kind of like a gun to our head. Like, yeah. you know, if you want DC, you got to go through us. And it's right. like that just didn't. I don't. First of all, I don't. I don't go in for bullies. I'm I'm, I'm not a big fan. Yeah. And it just had that kind of air about it where it felt like we were kind of being forced in a corner. Right. And I was just like. Okay, so I'm just not going to sell DC stuff anymore. Like, you know, it was a pretty quick conversation. Yeah. Um, and after, even after the the knee jerk reaction of we just will carry it, we did the math, and it was they had made it through these new distribution models impossible for us to make any money. There was no money to be made. Like, I literally would have had to hand you the book and a dollar. Right. You're losing money every DC single. Every you sell. every DC single issue I was selling, yeah. I was I was I was in the black. I was in the red rather for you know 60 70 cents yeah and that that is no way to run a business not at all no <laughs> so for the time being until they figured out a way to kind of get their act together mm -hmm. we just decided that we wouldn't be carrying the single issues now the good news in that is that we're we were already direct with one of the three the ones that carry the trades and the hardcovers yes pink penguin mm -hmm. uh distributors who is great by the way their margins are high mm -hmm. their their uh their delivery is spot on and quick. Yes. Uh, we've had very, very little trouble with damages. Um, they like the adult uh, Scholastic. You know what I mean? Like, they're a really big right. book publishing place. Exactly. And, we, yeah. and we just uh, we just went uh, direct with uh, Simon & Schuster to mm -hmm. to further expand our uh, our manga offerings. Manga is cool. becoming a, a huge seller for us in the last year or so. So yeah. we've we've decided to really kind of lean into that like we leaned into D and D last year. Uh -huh. So boy, I've never sold more D and D than during a pandemic. That's right. crazy, man. Which is weird to think because isn't I think D and D is supposed to be like all about like getting together, but maybe right. just families that were just it bored is. at home. Like. I, I, I found that more often than not it was it was, you know, dad getting it so the Kids would have something to do at home. Yeah. And, uh, it was because everybody was out of school. Like nobody knew what was coming next month. So it was just like, let's play D&D. &D. Yeah. So I sold it. I got, there were, there were a lot of, it was one of the cool little side effects of this mm -hmm. whole thing was seeing so many people jump into D&D, &D, which is yeah. amazing. I'm actually starting a uh, world. Play more D&D &D, kids. Yes. I'm starting a world of darkness uh, 
game this week, uh, but it's like a paid D and D thing where like people oh. people are that desperate right now to play Dungeons and Dragons, con- World of Darkness, and stuff. Yeah. For just so they're like, well, it's DMs. They're less, they're just desperate for DMs. So oh. they're still going out and buying the books and buying the dice. You yeah. just videotape it. So when you're all together on a video chat or Zoom chat, they're rolling the dice. You see the video of that. How cool. Yeah. Is right it, on. Because people are just like, well, I have like my or somebody I'm with, I live with might have a breathing problem, and we're too right. conscious of, about going out and doing that stuff. So. Sure. It's another way of communicating, and we I thought, like, are. man, this is a good time to, you know, well, look but, into professional DMing, and you know, it's kind of like, it's weird how things are so like changing, you know. No, that's cool. I know, so I know, a lot of people that would uh, fit the bill. Our own Calvin, uh, Calvin, uh, who who runs our hosted D and D nights, mm-hmm. uh, is super clever with it. Very yeah. out of the box thinking, very out of the box adventure stuff. Um, so he'd be a good, yeah. he'd be a good candidate. Hey, you were it. telling That's me really that cool. before everything that happened, like he was the one that came here and would take people outside or out into the lobby and, and play with them. And That's right. Yeah, it was a whole package deal. It was really cool. Yes. You know? No, Calvin's Calvin's the best. We, we we miss Calvin. Obviously, we haven't been able to do the since it's a hosted thing. Uh, that same thing with the uh, with the with the. Uh, the escape room. Mm-hmm. Calvin Calvin was also uh, oh, one of the cool. hosts for our escape room too. So I yeah. we haven't seen Calvin in a while, and we we miss you, Calvin. Uh, yeah. Well, we're, we we are anxious to have you back. <laughs> yes. What else you got? So what are we doing? Uh, one of the things that hit. So this is like I'll kind of fill you in on this one. Okay. Uh, World of Darkness. I, I just brought up that yeah, is Vampire the Masquerade, oh, Werewolf yeah, yeah. the Apocalypse. Mage. I saw that on your list earlier. Yes. Tell me a little about that. Uh, today they announced that they have completely, uh, gotten, left the published publishers for it, I guess. That the okay. people that were developed, the dev, sorry, the dev team behind the game, they fired. And this is a, this is a video game. This is a video game. Video so, game. so Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines came out for PC back in, I think, 2001, 2002. Um, Older game. Yes. And then like Vampire the Masquerade Redemption was like 1995. There's a lot of things called Redemption. Oh, yes. So many things. So many. Redem- so many, re- <laughs> so many redempted. Yes. <laughs> redempted Titles. <things. laughs> um, but they've always, like, I've always played those like i have all the books and white wolf has always had this rocky relationship with with its fans and with the companies and they've had to you know dissolve their 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 you know like that a lot of times D &D will have like um v1 v2 v3 you know versions of itself uh and white wolf is no different white wolf is no different and (laughs) and with their video games their even bloodlines was like a rocky situation when it got released and it was still miraculously a good game and even better than it should have been kind of one of those things so it was kind of like this like underground hit that if you like this you know like kind of like fallout and um those games where you take on a player come out this one came out so this is bloodlines it's like the 2001 game oh so still yeah so it's you know it's basically you're a player and you know you are getting brought into the masquerade and you know someone has been killed in their in the city and now you're taking their place and now you live the life in the dark city of la and it was kind of a cool little gothy and they had real uh dark um like nightclubs like goth clubs and you can it was just like goth dancing on the nightclubs it was it was pretty cool okay but so they everybody's really excited for this game. They showed new footage of it and everything from E3, uh, and then we just didn't hear anything for a long time. And right. the devs were being very quiet about things, and there was rumors that you know they were basically like, oh, they just fired the writer from like the guy that created Vampire right. and created the last like storyline last game. They fired him. It's like, well, that's not that doesn't bode oh. well. <laughs> yeah, and then so then we found out today they're like, hey, we're sorry to let you guys know that the game isn't coming out. They promised in 2020, and they uh, took pre-orders. 
took a oh, bunch no. of pre-order. I paid two hundred dollars for the collector's no. edition of this game. I'll, I didn't. I haven't pre-ordered a game since I was in high school, but I just wanted the statue because it looked yeah. nice. Not not happening. Not happening. So, uh, so what's the refund situation? Right. Yeah. Like so I like, checked my account oh, today, no. and they apparently did refund my account. And that was in Germany, so it was hard to get a hold of people. So I didn't think I got refunded for a while. Oh, until, I see. I see. Yeah. So, they, so they at least they at least they didn't like just right take the skip, money and run skip town. Yes. Right? So what they're doing, they're they're just restarting all over again, and everyone's like, so this game is just vaporware. Where wow. like it's not real. Like yeah. it's not like everybody's been pre-ordering this thing that's just been <laughs> so. Oh, that, it breaks my heart because Vampire is like, like it came out in the '90s. It was like this, like yeah. staple, you know, uh, for goth kids. <laughs> uh, I, no, I remember. You know, and Gangrel. Yeah, Gangrel for life. Yeah, you, anybody that had their own little like icons, it was like you're in the club kind of thing. <laughs> and so yeah, that just dropped today. So that's like oh, that's the, brand new. The right? hot news. That's uh, that's uh, what is it? Breaking news. Breaking news. Second breaking news. <laughs> Are the Muppets offensive? Are the Muppets offensive? Um, you know what? I think, uh, <laughs> God. Uh, I'm putting I, you on the spot. Uh, right. Are, are the Muppets offensive? Of course not. No. Of course not. Uh, I think that there's a subsection of the, uh, of the listening and viewing public that, uh, are, are, everybody's so obsessed with, uh, cancel culture and, you know, these, these, these hot button words that they throw out there. Yes. And there are there are reasons <laughs> for okay. For this. So so uh, Disney Plus has in the last couple of days dropped the majority of the Muppet Show. It's not the entirety. It's not the entirety oh. of the Muppet Show. Um, Didn't know that. It's all. It's 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 almost all of it. Yeah. Uh, they've so they've edited some of the content down. A lot of it is because of music rights. Uh, a lot of it is because of musical rights. Uh, there are there were two episodes that were eliminated altogether. Wow. Um, the Brooke Shields episode, and that was because of I guess they did a. I think it's uh, I think it was the Wonderful Wizard of Oz. They did a yeah. They did they did a bit that was the Wonderful Wizard of gotcha. Oz. Gotcha. And they don't have the they don't have, they don't have the rights I think to the song or I think they were all dressed up like, like the characters. Yes. And so that was a big issue. Um, the other one was, I guess, I forget who it was. There was uh, somebody, oh, it was the actor that was uh, supposed to, oh, Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor wasn't able to, he was supposed to host, which would have been amazing. Yeah. Um, I, don't think, I don't think he ever did. Uh-huh. He ever ended up doing it, but there was a scheduling conflict. They were down to the wire, and so they got one of their head writers at The Muppet Show to host that week, and I can't remember his name. Oh, oh cool. But not cool. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you why it's not cool. Because later on, they found kitty porn. On, oh, on no. I know. I did not hear that story. I, I did not see that. Redact coming. my statement. Did, of did, cool. did, did, yes. Um, so, <laughs> his, so they've taken his episode completely yeah. out. Okay. Uh, disassociating with that guy. I forget his name, sure. but it's nobody you've ever heard of. Now I wonder what skits are in that episode that have nothing to do with him that are just lost because he was the right. host of that. You know uh, what I mean? That kind of some sucks. of like they were saying, some of the episodes have been edited for content, mm-hmm. uh, like they would, like they insert them, right? They yes. smush them together, or they'd like you know how some of the some of the backstage scenes would kind of tie into whatever was happening on stage. Yeah. Things where they'd have to edit, kind of edit yeah, around yeah. certain things. Um, okay. So there are, there are a few episodes, that, but everybody's like, Oh, 
they're, they're, you know, people but, are trying to find more to well, these episodes that, that Disney may not have already looked at. That's right. Yeah. And the disclaimer is very, is very uh, pointed at uh, its. It's a specific episode. Yeah. Well, it's 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 several of them. Okay. But it's things like, you know, like there some some things might feel might feel like out of place with with current culture like yes. we've we've grown beyond certain stereotypes there are there are ones that have uh things that might seem disparaging to maybe native americans or sure. asians yeah. or you know uh, like there are there's one in particular that I, I think had puppets that looked maybe a little too asian you know sure I mean? yeah yeah very stereotypical uh, exactly yeah, yeah. exactly and stuff that that maybe disney is trying to grow up and get out of yes so while i'm while there's a bit of me that is totally about um uh, what would you call it uh keeping that stuff uncensorship right yeah I, i'm 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 you know Song of the South is a problematic movie now, right? But I think it's important to show that stuff and and have it in the proper context, sure. Of you know, but I think having a disclaimer is the next best thing. Yes, like if they're because they're not they're not cutting that stuff out. Mm-hmm. It's just like, hey, you might find some of this stuff a little weird. You yes. know, like this it was the seventies. Everybody was high. What do we? You know, right? It's a, you know, you know. I mean, so, think about if they would have put disclaimers on stuff that was made in like the fifties, and you know, I mean, like what they right. just didn't because it was just like that's just what. But like. We we can definitely see now that yes it was, but I think the only thing that they've really cut out is the pedophile. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that guy they got they got rid of his episode. Okay, like, gotcha. We, that, that episode didn't happen. Yeah, um, and I'm not so I'm I'm not so sad about it. Sure. Yeah. Um, but the other things, I think the I'm pretty sure that the content is all there. It's just they're like just you know buyer beware. Right. Yes. <laughs> But everybody, I think everybody is just like, oh, they've cut everything out. They've, they've you know, it, that's not the case. I know. I messaged Todd and she says, there's nothing sacred. Because what it was, was uh, to confirm what this was all about. I just went to Google yeah. and I typed in the Muppets and the first thing to pop the up. M. Muppets. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> is it controversial? And I was uh, like, oh, come on. Don't sully the Muppets. But that's how Google runs. It's, it's whatever the now, weakest And to be fair, it's in the big scheme of things. The stuff that the stuff that they are apolog- kind of they're not even really apologizing. It's just like the stuff is here. Uh, the stuff that they are addressing is it's very mild. It's yes. not. It's not like it's it's not. It's not like they're putting on Song of the South exactly. and then they're having to explain themselves. Right. Yeah. It's not like that. It's yeah. not. It's not nothing so dire. Mm-hmm. But it is. Uh, it is something that I think Disney being being the you know wholesome family right they want to they want to turn that kind of stuff around exactly. and they're all for talking with the community and right. trying to work out something i mean look at the simpsons right now right uh every black character that was voiced by a white person sure. has now slowly been switched out with a, an african-american voice actor just to you know those guys were also doing like 13 characters per voice actor oh, so they're yeah. like yeah you can have dr dr hibbert you know yeah, what i mean like just, it's okay. fine yeah so they're they're you know they're working and trying to make things better sure. less great. Hank Azaria did God how many <laughs> Yeah, oh my like god. All, all the voices. Yes, we just need these right. three dudes to do all the voices. Right. Um, but I mean, you know, if if I understand I understand this is on shaky ground. Uh, <laughs> I I I understand to a certain degree the the want for because i it, it kind of tie it, it gets real close to that freedom of speech freedom of expression yeah. thing but then you know where are the consequences where's the accountability where's the you know there's there needs to be some kind of 
you know, some kind yeah. of, I, I don't want to use the word like police or anything for it, but it needs, mm-hmm. there needs to be some, at least some kind of acknowledgement yes. uh, that these things exist and that they may, they, they do make not just single people, but, 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 you know, large groups of people yeah. kind of un, uneasy. Absolutely. So, yeah. You know. And I say, if you want to keep your stuff uncensored by the physical media, you buy, right. buy the collection sure. now. You, you have it. It's just that when it comes to streaming, it's no, it's never yours. You never own that's, anything that's, that's streaming right. at all. I don't care how many years you have Netflix. <laughs> right. Those movies aren't yours. Yeah. You don't own them. Unless you have the DVD, you can pop it in. Sure. It'll never be edited. Sure. Blu-rays had a thing where they started updating, and I was like, mm, what's this mm, all about? What the? But now we're in a streaming universe where literally anything can just be taken uh, yeah. away and added. So. Yeah. But yeah, just... uh it's Fire it's there. Buyer beware, yeah. Beware. You know, I watched Blazing Saddles the other day on HBO oh, Max, and they had, have one. Uh, we had uh, Muppet Show streaming in here. Uh, yeah, objectionable content and all here <laughs> here at Gods and Monsters playing all day. Yeah. So no, it's uh, I, I'm I, I'm 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 a Muppet fan all my life. So yeah. Uh, so yeah. And, and it's good to hear that the Muppets are wanting to, uh, you know, move with the times and they know that, no, we're going to put our foot down and we want to make sure, sure. That they're not fighting it. They know right. what's going on. Yeah, so. they know what's up. All right. Jim, was, Jim Henson was a racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hurt. No, Jim's my heart. Jim is my heart. <laughs> uh, Daft Punk, no more. Man. Daft Punk right. is split up. Did you watch the video? I uh, there's a video. There's like a little breakup video. Oh, where they're breaking like, news. Yes. They're walking in the desert and the one just kind of walks and stands there and the camera's on them for a long time. And then they explode into black little bits. He's just a silhouette. What? And then the other one walks off into the sunset. Spoilers. No. Death, he blows up? Duff Punk no more. Yeah. Oh, no. And they're saying that they broke up. and ever- I, I, I actually, there was a, uh, there was a, one of my friends suggested that, uh, that they should have passed it on. To uh, to uh, two other artists, yeah, like pass pass the helmets on, like, oh yeah yeah yeah, you know what I mean, for like sure. a, like a legacy, like a like like an unseen legacy, yeah, that it continues. Like, how do we know that these are the same Daft Punk guys from twenty it's years? Kiss ago? all over again, right? It is right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it could just we could just uh, get Daft Punk was Gene Simmons the whole time, right? It's just the Mando and uh, Boba Fett. I mean, they both have the nice helmets. Right. They could, you know, play some music together. <laughs> uh, sad to see them go. Of course, yes. they were, uh, and I, I, it made me wonder how is the new Tron movie even going to work? Did right, a lot of people are like, I'm less looking less forward to the Tron movie. So now I started because thinking of uh, other bands that could take the place, and yeah. I was like, Carpenter Brute could do it. Oh and, man, you know, I would be for that. There's there's plenty of guys that that are diving into that 80s that 80s synth. niche. Yes, the synth music yeah. that could that could probably pull it off. But, oh, absolutely! But uh, but uh, Daft Punk will be missed if 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 only for their uh, for their uh, like awesome presence. Like yeah, the, the music video with um, Interstellar, um, with the big train that goes through space. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they had that that all the anime in that one music video. And I think they had one whole album was just like the clips from that anime. Like yeah. they kind of brought that that old classic anime stuff back for people that had no idea what it was. Yeah. And now at times I see people like wearing the shirt. They don't we know what anime know, is from, but we they still know, know what from. happened. Well, the one guy that exploded. Well, the one guy exploded. Yeah, he's dead I guess, now. I guess he's dead. <laughs> Clearly. No, yeah, they haven't released anything. Why? I mean, a lot of this news, honestly, when you get down to what's been released, it's always. I mean, even with the Vampire the Masquerade thing, they're not saying that they like fired the company or that they left. They just said they're not with them anymore. We're they hope them the saying best. Saying the guy exploded. But you know, there's so much drama behind that. But and we know he Daft exploded. Punk, yeah, we know that he's in bits. We in the know desert. what's up. <laughs> <laughs> they are still picking him up. Yes. Um, Danny Elfman. 
yeah. is directing oh. uh, the score <laughs> for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse. Oh, he's doing the score for Doctor yeah. Strange. Yeah, so you got to think. That's, okay. that, that's a pretty good uh, uh, composer for who a movie. Did, who did the first one? Do we know? I don't remember. <clears throat> yeah. We should know these things. Yes, we should. Yeah. Uh, Future but, episodes, we'll know Yes, we'll have it all, all down pat. <laughs> but Danny Elfman apparently had drama with... Uh, Sam Raimi, who's directing Spider or Doctor oh. Strange: The Multiverse, does he did didn't he do the scores he for Spider Man? Spider Man right? and Spider Man Three, I guess they did. They ran into it. They butted heads. Oh. It wasn't working. I guess nothing worked for Spider Man Three, apparently. <laughs> so I, uh, I wonder, like, how does that even happen? Especially after you've worked together so long, like right. Like Danny Elfman's just so good, though. Right. Like, well, then they then then they reconvened and they've worked together again. They did oh, okay. uh, Oz, the Great and Powerful. He did the score to that. Sure, apparently. sure, sure. Uh, and something so they else. Made nice. They made nice, so they're okay. fine now again. It's just interesting that, that Sam Raimi's directing Multiverse, and now Danny right. Elfman's back to do scoring again. This is the first superhero movie. Wonder how since that's going to go. That's that's yeah. That's, that's exciting. I mean, that Multiverse movie is going to be what pulls in the WandaVerse stuff. Because when pulls Raimi's in on, the, man, he's real good. Yeah. So. This'll, no, that's cool. Yeah, right. it should be pretty, pretty neat. Neat. Um, we talked about vampire. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what else we got? Uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas has a new uh, so, has new stories. For the longest time, Nightmare Before Christmas has been kind of this franchise that Disney didn't want to show that they even had. They right. put it under the Touchstone label when it came out in theaters in 93, 94. Sure, sure. Uh, and then it wasn't until the merchandise in like 1998, 1999 right. that really like, started kicking. Like, oh, shit, we got something. Yeah, here. Hot Topic was kicking out those black long sleeves with this Jack Skellington face on it. That's right. So uh, since then, the merchandising went up and they've tried to make new films. And of course, Tim Burton being Tim Burton is just... Right. He, he's, he does, I heard recently that they were still looking at doing something new with it. Uh, they're releasing a young adult book. It's about... Uh, uh, Sally and oh. her point of view and uh, you know she, it, it's what happens after oh, but I okay. mean it's a young adult book so don't Here. look too deep into it but there's also uh, a manga series coming out from Tokyo Pop sure. I believe it's Tokyo Pop don't call me on that but it's a manga uh, one zero stuff They've it's done... a bunch of zero like zero story which I was like okay it's just a kitty thing but one was called like the moon crescent or something and I think that's an actual manga sequel to nightmare before christmas wow okay so i thought that was kind of interesting I'm gonna sell the hell out of that right it's already in my list i was like <laughs> i might be the first person but i don't care uh but yes yeah, so that's pretty cool. i think that's something that not a lot of people know that's coming uh, what, do, what do you think do you think uh more content for that is uh would you would you want to see more yeah or? i think yeah. i think that the world just halloween town in general could do so many things with the, all those characters you uh, know ag- agreed i i think uh I, I everybody's very of course protective of, sure. of that yeah uh, it's it's i mean another movie would be a whole different conversation well sure no i mean that's, I think, what, that's, that's what i'm saying yeah if, if they were to if they were to say a movie it would have to be so oh man dramatically different from what they've done before just to just to pique my interest like show yeah. me something show me something really new and fancy mm-hmm. and and god can you imagine how much the technology has grown since yes i mean look at crap. anything from uh like that, that exactly. they released like with that technology with stop motion today oh you, you could make an amazing number for christmas get, film get them involved yes what? absolutely um i know that i looked at the synopsis of the news story and it looks like uh jack is basically spreading halloween to all the trees in in the tree forest of holiday so we get a little bit of halloween and fourth of july a little bit of halloween and thanksgiving how that's going to pan out i have no idea so he's been indoctrinated yes and he's taking he's doing too much he's taking his gospel (laughs) into the (laughs) jack calm down jack I feel like Sally. That's what her story needs to be: is just reeling that dude back. Like you were, you were hailed with artillery fire the last time. Yes. Stop. It was serial business. Just stop. Uh, 
in WandaVision. That's kind of the last thing. Where oh, where yeah. are we with things now with Marvel? I we haven't finished the series yet. I think we're I think we're episode six or seven. Right yeah, now? We're, I think there's like two episodes, and they've said that they're going to be like hour long episodes. Oh wow, like, okay. So how gonna, long have the other ones been? I think they've been around like forty three oh, minutes. Okay, so they've been shorter. Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah. I I'm enjoying it first. I, I think I think it took some people a little a couple of episodes to kind of get into it. They didn't sure. quite know what it was. Yeah, because <laughs> those first two episodes are arguably pretty weird they're they're it's pretty much just a uh a period piece uh in the right. in the marvel universe and that's it yeah that's pretty much it i Do think you, the second one may kind of wink out of it yeah, a little bit a, i mean yes. okay this is a, going somewhere right <laughs> but i i don't think people knew what to make of it at first but i yeah. i think it's i think it's fun you're getting they're using they're using those shows the way i think that they always should have where where they're using it to introduce a lot of those C-list characters, like people yeah. that would never, that would never get a a, a full yes. go in a, in a in a feature film. Yes, but uh, but we can sure put them in here. Like a lot of the darker, more sinister, like sure. the multiversey kind of characters, right. which is kind of interesting. And I like when they start pulling, like you know, um, what were we talking about? Like, well, Werewolf by Night, yeah, and like kind yeah, of yeah. things like that. That's not a WandaVision, but like characters Werewolf by Night. Uh, by the way, uh, probably my favorite alter ego name. Oh yeah, Jack Russell. Jack Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? That's funny. Who's the werewolf? It's not Jack Russell. I can tell you that. There's no way in hell it could be Jack Russell. <laughs> it's Golden E Retriever over there. That's right. The but yeah, but they're using it, uh, using those shows uh, as a as a as a way to introduce those those lesser known characters. And you know, if some of those like when, once they do their Moon Knight series or whatever, like yeah. they're already talking about bringing uh, Barathol's Punisher mm-hmm. into and and uh, Charlie Cox, uh, yeah, Daredevil in, in the new uh, in the new Spider Man film. I, I think I think that that's great. Mm-hmm. But using it as a way to introduce things like uh, things can get weird, and it's okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right? Like, exactly. These are comic books, but it's all connected, which yeah. is the coolest thing. Um, and that's kind of where we're getting at. I guess DC's also kind of pushing that way with bringing in the the '89 Batman into the Flash yeah, movie. Yeah, that's kind of cool. They also they also just announced that I guess they're going to be doing uh, comics, new comics, yes. based in that '89 universe, mm-hmm. which is very yeah. exciting. Because Superman I... too, the the classic Superman's getting its own line as well. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Christopher like Reeves, the, Christopher, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're doing Batman amazing. and Superman. Yeah, breaking news. Breaking news. Yeah. Uh, the uh, I, it, of course, it makes me think like they'll be able to like those artists are going to have such a blast. Yes. Not only recapturing what those films kind of did like uh, stylistically. Yeah. But uh, adapting original stories, villains we haven't seen yet in that. Yes. I didn't even think about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, you know, getting, 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 uh, um, uh, finally getting Billy D. Williams as two face. Yes. Seeing that happen. It's a lot of like a lot of the stuff we're talking about is the things that we've all, you know, as teenagers or twenty somethings sure. have talked about, like, wouldn't it be cool if they told the story of Number for Christmas after Jack Skellington? Like, yeah, wouldn't it be would cool be if cool. they made these people are now in charge and like, yes, it would. That it, right. would be yes. cool. Like, let's so do that after this iteration. Then I'll be like, oh, now we are, we're gotta do this. <laughs> like, the, the ones right. we've been kicking around for the last two decades. Right. You know, we made them. <laughs> they were all Anchorman two and Zoolander. Are you enjoying two. Wandavision? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely one of those things. Like I liked, like I liked Twin Peaks, and some people were comparing it to Twin Peaks, and I was like, eh, it's oh, not man. that. It's not that hard. It's not, yeah, it's not like, that weird. Yeah, it's not that weird. But it's it's Disney weird, and that's fun. That's yeah. fun for you know. It even gets to the point, kind of, as like 
I put my head as if I'm like a child watching it. It's kind of scary. Uh, it's there's some dark stuff in it. Yeah, it's, whenever it's... I don't want to spoil anything, but when someone's trying to pass between the the multiverse yeah. and the other verse, it's kind of terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, gets, it gets pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um. Oh, by the way, I'd like to uh, preface this: that we are a spoiler-free zone with this stuff. Uh, we'll, we'll typically—I'm sure that we'll come up with some guidelines as to how long we'll shut up about things before yeah. we feel that it's appropriate to talk about it. I feel like the internet always goes off of if the show airs during the week, you give it the rest of the week and that weekend, and then the week after it's kind of free game. But I feel like a podcast is a little bit different because yeah. people listen to it whenever. I will. So. I will. Uh, I will bow to your superior wisdom on this, as you are the. Uh, the- <laughs> The chosen one. <laughs> it matters how many of these we do, and then uh, I mean, with WandaVision, we got what two more episodes? Uh, yes. Let it end, and then we but, can right and then talk we'll go all about it. So. But uh, but I'm excited to see where it goes because I'm 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 enjoying it quite a bit. It's yeah. It's never long enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'm always just like oh right uh, what yeah. So yes, and I think that they've also uh, announced that they're doing a, a Disney television universe on disney plus now so i don't know what okay, so so just like marvel has like their yeah, shows yeah, yeah. and star wars has like their shows like a connected what uh, yeah like, they're gonna try and connect some kind of disney verse uh, okay. through a, a series of television series like their cartoon series or that i don't know i okay. think it's going to be live action okay. i don't know how it's gonna happen or what because yeah. they've been doing the live action thing for a, okay. few, a while and a lot of people have just been kind of lukewarm on like aladdin good right the aladdin uh, live action and Mulan apparently got slandered because uh, of all the filming locations. What and was that? <laughs> there was so much stuff. Like I hear stuff like that. I'm just like, who let this happen? Right. Like how did, right? they, yeah. So I think Disney was like, all right, reel in the live action Disney movies for right now. Right. Right. Let's right. start this Disney. I'm, I'm, they're not releasing their numbers on their Star Wars shows or their Marvel shows. Right. But you know, they have to be on godly numbers. Yeah. You know what I mean? They've got to the, be crazy. Yeah, so I, I see it going that way here yeah. in the coming days. Hey, Hey, uh, the inter- <laughs> good segue. Good segue. Dude. <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, I know we're we're reaching fifty three minutes. Oh, we'll, we'll keep it at an hour. We'll here. try to keep it at an hour. What, what else? Todd. Yes. The internet is blowing up about Magneto. It is next topic. versus Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Man versus who? Iron Man versus Magneto. Magneto. Who Iron Man win? versus Magneto. The the internet is blowing up over. Iron yeah, Man. Yeah, like it was okay. like a little tweet, and then it started just forming, and then it started oh. trending, and now everybody's so it, like, it it's a, a it's a got lo- legs. A lot of people feel like it's a very one sided argument that just I, like I yes, I think, and I think I'm on one side, right? I, I yes. So a lot of people are saying, well. You know, just like Tony Stark did with Spider-Man, like right. he figured out, you know, he's not stupid. He's going to make a suit that doesn't sure. work. I, so I, imagine entirely a rubber suit. The only problem is Iron Man has the thing in the chest. Sure. That's definitely I, metal. I, I think it depends. I think that there are, there are certain things that need to be addressed before before we can accurately figure out if this is a fair fight. Uh, I, I think if Tony, like Batman, if Tony's got time to prepare. Yeah. He can probably do something that will at least give him a chance. Mm-hmm. But Magneto is like a fucking he, force he of nature. He squeezes his hand like Vader like, and just crushes. Right. It's yeah. well, and it doesn't just it doesn't just end there. He can he can pull yes. Me- he can pull metal out of the out of like everything is yeah. His, or Wolverine. We've seen know, that happen. You know, <laughs> I look. I love Tony. Uh, Iron Man was my big read back in the day. But yeah. but I, I I I think I'm on. Lencher's side. I think, I think, I think right. Eric would, I think Eric would murder him. Yeah. <laughs> would make, would make, uh, would make, would make mincemeat out of the poor guy. Makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. Uh, would you tell me, we haven't actually come up would with you? a, would you tell, tell me, me a uh, story? Uh, 
So it's Black History Month this February. It is. Uh, and we have a Hero of the Week. Okay. Why don't we do Hero of the Week for, okay. you know, I think of a, a black superhero like or Riri even a sci-fi Williams character. T'Challa is the easy, obviously. Yes. T'Challa has gotten enough, I think. <laughs> right, yes. I, I, you know, I really think uh, Cyborg. Uh, Cyborg, you know, from sure. the, you know, I think that's a character that's super cool. That kind of like What's his name, Ray Fisher. Is yes, in the Fisher? in the new one. Yeah, I mean, he's also Topical. gone through. Yes, Topical, that Ray Fisher. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, no, Cyborg's Cyborg's all right. Cyborg was never really my my uh, my go to guy, but uh, I I'm pretty sure uh, our friend uh, George Perez mm-hmm. uh, was instrumental in creating him. I think it was him. Really? And, yeah, with the Teen Titans, right? Oh, that's right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, George, George. Funny story. Uh, George uh, gave my wife away at our wedding. Yeah, he's there pretty cool. There you go. Wow. Yeah, George, old, old friend of my wife's. Uh, I, I, I've known George uh, several years myself, but uh, but uh, George is he's a good guy. He's, yeah. Uh, he's, uh, he's, he's, uh, yeah, he's pretty great. But uh, yeah, he was, he was kind enough to give uh, my wife away at our wedding. They've known each other far longer than I have. I think, I think she was in some of his comics. And, mm-hmm. and uh, he punched me once. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. For that, fun, should, that should be, that should be your go-to for anybody. And he punched yeah, me. Yeah, and he punched like me punched in the me face. Once. Have you ever been punched by a celebrity? I have. Oh, like or actually? Like, I, I actually have. No, please <laughs> go tell me the story. Oh, oh, it's it's a terrible story. I was a, I was <laughs> I was a bad person. I was in the wrong. Um, uh, so I, I'm sure you've heard of the the band Guar. Yes, big fan uh, from way back. Yeah. Um, so my friends and I went and saw Gore, uh, and this was God. We'd seen them probably half a dozen times at this point, and we were unusually comfortable going to their shows. Um, and Techno Destructo, who is one of their main mainstays in the band, he's uh, kind of one of their villains. He's got a big cybernetic arm, and mm-hmm. depending on which show you saw, you know. Um, and at some point in the in the show, he gets his arm torn off by the by the other band members yeah torn off and he's got he's got his arm underneath it's like this big clunky arm first and they tear that off and it's like his arm but it's like got like wires and stuff yeah like oh you know they tore my arm off and me being teenager and and being stupid thought it would be really funny because he gets uh he gets kind of thrown to the thrown to the um, yeah to the stage Uh and uh is is getting rear-ended by slaminstra hyman uh and so he's right here. He's like literally right here. And yeah. he's like getting getting reamed in front of me. Oh, man. And this wire, this latex wire off his arm is like just like Dangling. right here. Yeah. And I'm just like. Grab. I grab it. Uh-huh. And he and I just hear him say, and it's and it's blasting and it's the music is going and everything's like this is super sci- And I just hear. Let go. Let it go. <laughs> And he's talking right to me and he's looking me right in the eye. And I'm like, I'm not letting go. <laughs> and he's like, okay. So he gets part of the thing is he's getting, he's getting his, he's getting the action yeah. from behind. Woof. And then she pulls him back uh-huh. and I've still got the thing oh, and, it's, and it snaps off. It's a piece about this long. Oh. And I'm like, I, Oh no. <laughs> you pull <laughs> you know? a piece and of the so, prop off his arm. And it's funny because it's fun. I say it's funny. It's terrible. I should never have done it. And I'm, I'm so sorry every yeah. day of my life for it. Oh. I think about it. I, 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 I do the, I do the beads. No. I, so he's looking at me. He makes eye contact with me. Yeah. And he's still going about like the show's still going on. And he's like, da, 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 da. yeah. And he's, but he's like locking eyes with me. 
he knows, <laughs> and he knows when he's gonna be at that spot in the in the blocking. Yeah, and he just comes down and goes a little bit further than he's supposed to, and uh-huh. just doom knocks me in the face. Oh, like, Bip! And I'm like, I kind of deserve that. Yeah, you know. Now was it like a like because you're at a show and you kind of get pushed and hit and stuff? Did you get hit and like fall on your ass, or did you just get hit? No, kinda I, like, ah, I, I, shit. I, I, I got, that I happened. got, I got hit well enough. To where all my friends laughed at me. Yeah. And I, oh, you know, oh, no. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, it's not a story I'm proud of, Keenan. <laughs> yes. But it is It is a true story. Nice. So, yeah. You can see it right here. Right. <laughs> That's, I have a star yes. today. And I had that, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I had that wire in my collection for years and years and years, but it's it's latex, so it's just yeah. kind of... <laughs> oh, so you still have that I, I had I had it for I had it for a decade <laughs> after that. I love it. Like a trophy. Yeah. You're like, like I regret this, trophy. but I got it. Uh, but I got it. <laughs> and it it came it, it came with a good uh, story. So. Yes, and that was the odorous years, I'm sure. Oh, it was. Yeah, I don't, yeah I, I I'm sure I... Guar has gone on since, and they're probably still great and I'm, do a great job. I, but... I don't I don't listen to them as much anymore. I I I'm sure that they're still producing fine fine music yes. and and putting on a great show somewhere tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, <laughs> I hope uh, not. But uh, <laughs> right <laughs> to themselves, they're yes. just, just playing. Um, but uh, but yes, of course, of course, we miss uh, Odorous. Odorous was he, was he was the best man. Yeah. Um, what else you got? Let's go. Uh, other than that, that was a segue uh, you weren't expecting. We got uh, so to bring you guys back up to speed on the store. We have some amazing artists that uh, bring in their art. We do all the time. Yeah, name we, us a uh, few. Some of the uh, some of the artists that we uh, work with uh, locally. We, we've got uh, anybody who's been to the store knows that we uh, we house a lot of local art. We present a lot of local art uh, in our little gallery wall in the back. Um, most notably, I think are are our big sellers, uh, bon- Bonnie Wong and Dennis Hansbury. Uh, I've, I've got, uh, Selkie's Corner, who is, uh, actually, uh, a surname for, I, I guess, a pen name, I guess, for one of our, uh, uh, bartenders, Le- uh, Liesel, uh, she does, uh, earrings and mm-hmm. keychains and, you know, acrylic stuff, which yeah. is kind of cool. Um, Random Encounter is another local one. They've, they've started, uh, going through us where they do, uh, they do like uh, gaming stickers and magnets and pins and things like that, but uh, all that stuff's available here uh, pretty much every day. Every yeah, day. super and, cool. Um, it's cool. It's all it's all framed artwork, like ready for hanging, and it's uh, mm-hmm. it's some really remarkable stuff. Bonnie and Dennis and 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 all of them. They they do really really fantastic work, and we're we're happy to have them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and we should do we should do a show with them. I, I I talked to Dennis the other day that I was that we were talking about maybe doing a. A thing with the auctions where we did a, a an art night. Oh, it'd be where, amazing, yeah. Right, and then we could uh, you know do the cutaways to to, mm-hmm. to interviews and whatever, but we could do some interviews here. Why not have them on the podcast? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's what we're trying to do for this thing is uh, kind of just bring in more of the artists and sure. more you know. And frankly, we want to hear what you guys want. Like like if you guys if you guys want to hear more about the comics or more about the toys or more about incoming collections or wh- whatever whatever you guys want to hear about, let us know. And I don't know, do we have a <laughs> It's oh a, yeah, click the link below. In the, click, click oh yeah, the well, uh, in the information for the podcast, we can put links in there. Great. So we'll have a link in there Perfect. for the the store. Do do the thing. Do the thing, and also there's also a nice little program that the store does every ten dollars if you join the the Gods and Monsters Club, as I like to call it. Yeah. Uh, is that what? What is is there official name for the, the? Oh, for the what? What the, our the lo- card? Our loyalty card. Yeah, the loyalty. Yeah, card. we do loyalty cards. I think a lot of places do punch cards, that kind of thing. We do. Uh, it's it's ten dollars per stamp. You get the. Oh, I've got one. Hey, check it out. There you go. 
Uh, but yeah, uh, $10 gets you a stamp, and then you finish off the card, and then you've got, I think, 10 levels worth of stuff, and then you get VIP level, yeah. and it's uh, it's basically just an elaborate way for me to give you free stuff, so, cool. so do that. Ask for your uh, Gods and Monsters loyalty card today. There it is. Well, Todd, <laughs> thank you for this doing it? episode. Well, yeah, this is it. This we is did it. it. We did we the did episode. It. Holy crap, that went by quick. You know, it did. <laughs> But uh, but yes, thank you for for doing this, and we will hope to do uh, once a week. He's thanking me. Yeah, he's thanking me. Thank you for allowing me to do more podcasts because I needed seventeen of these in my life. All right, for real. (laughs) I figure (laughs) if I learning this these this these news updates for other shows, why not share the love? Right. You know. Right. You know, and get paid to do it. Exactly. You know, there it is. It's a paying gig, baby. Mm -hmm. All right. Cool. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, let us know, I guess, in the comments what you guys want to see and what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. And ooh, uh, if anybody has a running tally of my uhs or ums, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. We, we've we've actually considered putting a ticker up top. Yes. Yeah. Because I know I have a lot of them. Either get the uhs or ums or old man's in the mic. <laughs> yeah, a lot of that probably. Yeah. yeah. Never. All right. All Take right. it easy, guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Hey, we did it. We did thing. Dash, dash, echo. Dash, dash, echo. Deeply of Scotty.